Is someone excited this morning? Amen. It's good to be back home. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, like most of you know, we just got back from our Canada tour. We were in seven cities in Canada. Hallelujah. And um, it was a great blessing to bless lives all over the, um, the country. Um, people from all nationalities were in the meetings. Was a great place. We were on 20 flights altogether in about three weeks, in less than three weeks. So it was a lot, but God saw us through. There was no emergency, no incident, no cancellation, and lives were blessed. So thank you for the prayers, the support, the love from here. And thank you for keeping church and taking care of everybody. I see all of you are doing well. Praise God. Let's give God a praise one more time. He's such a good God. Amen. Please shake your neighbor for me as you're taking your seat. Help me shake your neighbor. Say, welcome to church as you take your seat. So, like you know, we're starting a series this Sunday for the month. It's titled Keys to Effective Prayer. Come on, say keys to effective prayer. Say it like you mean it. Say keys to effective prayer. Why is it keys to effective prayer? It's because it's not all prayer that is effective. It's not all prayer that is what? Effective. Africans find that hard to believe. Africans think God is listening and answering all prayers. This is why we pray most times without reasoning. We just pray. Think anything you tell God, as long as it comes from your mind. (laughs) No, there are principles or keys to effective praying because some prayers are not effective. The Bible says it's possible to pray and not get results because you pray amiss. James chapter 4. He said you ask and receive not because you pray amiss. That means it's possible to miss the mark when you are praying. It's possible to what? Miss the mark when you are praying. So it's not our prayer that is effective. So this month, we're trying to help you pray effectively. Why? Because prayer is one of the most powerful weapons ever. So it doesn't make sense for you as a believer to actually have access to a powerful weapon or instrument like prayer and you are not using it effectively. It doesn't make any sense. Prayer is the most, one of the most powerful things we have. And I told them the first service, listen guys, better brace up. Things are going to get rough. You know, in a good plane, some pilots are nice. They'll tell you, um, hello, hello, I don't know why those guys, but they, they never talk clearly. Hello, this is your captain speaking. Welcome to the flight 234 to Canada. And uh, we're going to have largely a good flight. We're going to fly in at 37,000 feet above sea level. Uh, there might be some turbulence. And sometimes they say, um, the pilot has turned on the fasting your seatbelt sign. Please fasten your seatbelt because there's about to be heavy turbulence. So the same thing, let me warn you Nigerians. Fasting your seatbelt, there's about to be what? Uh-huh. We have been hit with the first turbulence last week. And there's many more to come. That's why you must now learn how to pray effectively. Interestingly, even though, economically speaking, we really need to do away with subsidy, but the point, I'm not a politician or an economist. My own, I'm a Bible, Bibleist. I'm a Bibleist, though. My own is that you as a child of God, you are entitled to some rights and privileges. And prayer is one of the things that helps you unlock it. You know there's nowhere in the Bible they say things are going to get better. Things are not going to get better. Some people don't know. Some people are praying for Nigeria and life to be better. This world is not going to get better. Biblically speaking, things will get worse. But what the promise is that for the elect of God, there will be preservation. So what the Bible says is things like, darkness shall cover the earth, gross darkness is people, but you will arise and shine for Elijah's come. So, so God always protects his own. But in terms of general you. This world is going, it's going crazy. In fact, it's, it's a prerequisite for the coming of Jesus. This world needs to go very crazy. They're all of us now be saying, Jesus, please 
come, Maranatha. He will now come and deliver us. Do you understand? So it's part of it. So this one is not going to get better. So just go and rest. Okay? So, but what you need to do is to know the benefits given to you, the privileges given to you, the weapons or instruments given to you, and using them effectively. And prayer is one of those things. Prayer is one of our major advantages. So it, it is sad to see believers not knowing how to use the tool called prayer. Not being able to pray effectively. With the hard times that we are going to be in as a country, you being able to pray effectively is crucial. It's crucial. There is effective praying. And you will reap the benefits in the name of Jesus. So, the prayer I'm starting with this morning in this series is praying in tongues. Praying in what? In tongues. It's a very crucial part of prayer. Why? It is crucial because one of the weaknesses we have as human beings and as Christians is that we have limited knowledge. So in Romans chapter 8, the Bible says, we know not how we should pray for as we ought, but then the Holy Spirit helps our weakness. Look at it here. It says, likewise, the Spirit, capital S, so it's the Holy Spirit. Likewise, the Holy Spirit also does what? I can't hear you. He does what? Helps our infirmities. The word infirmities means our weakness. Our weakness or weaknesses. Weaknesses. So they said the Holy Spirit is helping the area we are weak. What area are we weak? They gave us the area. They mentioned it there. They said, for we do not know what we should pray for as we what? Ought. He said we don't know how we should pray as we ought. We don't know how to pray. Many people think God answers all prayers. He says, as long as it's coming from your mind. That's not biblical. There's no such scripture that says that. Prayers for it to work have certain conditions. This is why we pray randomly and we don't get results. Prayer has certain conditions. And they said one of the conditions of prayer is we must pray according to God's will, for instance. This means when you are praying, it must be in line with what God also wants for you. You see that in First John, that when we pray, according, look at it here, and this is the confidence. Our confidence in prayer is that when we pray, if we ask anything according to what? I can't hear you. According to what? His will. What happens? So what this means is that other times he's not hearing us. So it's like, have you ever been on a call before? And you were talking and talking, and later you found out the person don't cut. Or that the network has cut the call. But you were talking. Has it happened to you before? That's how some post prayer is. You are talking, you know, we agree, you are praying, you know, but whether they are hearing it, on the other side, there's condition. They say the condition is that you must be praying according to what his will. So Africa, please, you must understand, it's not all prayer that are being answered. It's not all prayer that are following God's principles. Just where I pray from your heart it doesn't mean anything. There are other conditions too that must be met. So he must pray according to his will. He hears you. Look at the next verse. It says, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, he said we do what? We now know that we have the petitions. They didn't say we hope. They didn't say we think. They say what? We know. So, prayer has to be according to God's will. And a lot of times, when we pray, we're not praying according to God's will. For instance, some people are praying to marry, but they're praying from a very selfish point of view. Oh God, I'm too lonely. Oh God, this loneliness will not kill me. God, give me husband. God, give me wife. God, oh Lord, everybody's marrying around me. They are shaming me. Oh God, may I not be put to shame. Disgrace my enemies. All these are emotional prayers, but it's not in line with God's will. Are you here, somebody? I want to marry, I want to marry. Why do you want to marry is the question. Say, because I want to be having sex. <laughs> rainy season, Lord. Is the reason I want to marry. Lord, it's rainy season. You know the weather. That's not, if you want to marry as a man, you must know what it means to be a husband. That must be why you want to marry. If you want to marry as a wife, you must know what it means to be a wife. The Bible says, as a wife, you're a helpmeet. You're a helper. So if you're praying to marry desperately, it should be Lord... Send me one of your sons that needs my help. 
Send me the son that I am assigned to, to help fulfill the vision of God in his life. You see, that's a selfless prayer. Not the selfish one. I pray, oh God, in December is coming. Hey. In Jehovah is coming in December. Me too, I want to bring somebody. That's your prayer. To, to, to challenge Jehovah. Because she's bringing her own husband in December to the east. You two want to bring somebody. This is what we do. Emotional prayers that are not biblical in any shape or form. Are you here, somebody? The condition, it must be according to the will. And the Bible says we have a weakness because we don't know how we should pray for as we ought. See what it says. It says, the Spirit helps our weakness. That weakness being that we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. It said, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be articulated. That's what uttered means. Which cannot be articulated in English. So it is, that's why it's called praying in tongues. It's like a foreign language. It can be articulated. We know not how we should pray for as we ought. He said, but when we pray in the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is praying along with us, he always knows the right thing to pray. We, we don't know the right thing to pray. For instance, again, the Bible says this is our weakness as humans. For instance, you, 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 you are praying for your contract. Your contract has been approved. They've sent you a message that we have approved your contract. And you are praying, oh God, let the weather be good this period so that we can move to site. We can move to site. Meanwhile, there are people sitting down on the table trying to revoke the contract. You are praying for weather. Oh God, let rain not fall too much because they are supplying me cement. There are people sitting down saying, this boy, do we know him? Why are we giving him this contract? I have a cousin that can do this thing and all of us will get something inside. They are about to cancel it. You are praying for weather. Your child is in boarding school. You are praying, oh God, let him come out in first class. But they are about to molest him. I have friends that have had to pull their kids from boarding school. Boy, male children that were sexually molested in school. You are praying for first class. He's about to have his first experience. You see. You are limited in your prayer. You are limited in your prayer. You are limited in your prayer. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying, somebody. Some of you are praying for a job you have no business praying for. May you not get that job. Oh God, I want to work in that place. You move there and two months after, they will close that whole department. I say thank you, we are sorry. We had to close the department. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? And you left a stable job where you are about to be promoted. I had an, a, a, a relative that was working in one embassy, one of these foreign embassies. And that time, you know, you know, jackpot comes in seasons. Those of you that are old enough, you know what I'm saying. If you are young, you think this is the first jackpot? No. There have always been jackpots. It comes in seasons and generations. So that time too, it was a jackpot season. The guy was working in the embassy of one of these good countries. But everybody was jackpot, jackpotting. So he went to sell his father's land. Now jackpot. And that time, people jackpot to any available so he jacked back to Russia. Left his job in the embassy. Jacked back to Russia. He said the person that was taking them on the jacket deceived them. Told them there'll be work, there'll be accommodation, there'll be everything. The person took them halfway somewhere into Russia and left them. No accommodation, no money. He said the cold. The cold. <laughs> When they finish with him, he has left his job, became a fugitive. Months after he left his job, the embassy sponsored all the people at his level to travel. <laughs> oh God, I must go. God said, you will not go. He said, let me go. God said, if you go. We know not how we should pray as we are. There are many prayers you, you later go and thank God for not answering. Has it happened to you before? You were praying fervently. Later when you now got information, you say, Lord, thank you for not listening to my nonsense prayer. <laughs> so as a believer, they say one of your weaknesses is that we don't know how we should pray as we ought to. That's why it's very good to pray in the Holy Spirit. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit begins to guide 
the prayer points. Not that you just shoot randomly. I want to marry Jane. Jane or nothing. Somebody say, Jane will take you to jail. <laughs> you don't need Jane. Say, Jane or nothing. Say, you will go to jail. Are you here, somebody? We're praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in tongues. is one of the great benefits of a believer. We pray with the Holy Spirit, helping our weakness. So once there's an issue, you don't just start telling God what you want him to do. Christians of today just instruct God. What do you know? Who do you know you're talking to? You better be asking him what his plans are. You better be listening to him than talking to him. Because most times you are saying, what you are saying is very, is very myopic, very small. And one of the another major benefit of praying the Holy Ghost is that it actually hijacks your mind. See, many of you, the condition you are in is caused by your mind. It's your thinking that brought you where you are. So you are now still consulting your thinking to give you prayer points. Your thinking is the problem. So praying in tongues bypasses your thinking. First Corinthians 14, 14. Let's show it, guys. Praying in tongues bypasses your thinking. So if your thinking is so small, it's what's causing the problem. Are you here, somebody? Your thinking is what brought you where you are now. You are now consulting that thinking. He said, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, what happens? I can't hear you. What happens? My spirit prayers. What happens to my understanding? I silence it. I bypass it. Some of you definitely have to bypass your understanding. Your thinking is too small. Oh God, give me one room apartment. That's all I could ever need. <laughs> oh God, don't give me two bedroom flat. If you give me two bedroom flat, you are flattening all my problem. <laughs> and God knows you still have children. You will need more than two bedroom flat. Are you here, somebody? Bypass your mind. If I say I entered my house or I got an alert and it was big money. If I just say it now that I have a testimony. Guys, I just opened my phone now. I saw an alert. Very big money. All of you will have different figures in mind. Do you understand? Some people, they will think, ah, the money goes to 200K. <laughs> some people will say, the money goes to 600K. Because for some of you, where you are, 200K is a lot of money. <laughs> for where I am. <laughs> I don't want to tell you my light bill. By the time my light bill, some of you will fear. Let's just say 200K will not pay my light bill. Let's just say it like that. <laughs> so if I see a lot 200K, I'll say, oh, glory. I just move on. No need to waste time. <laughs> no need to waste time. Some people, 2 million is what they mean by a lot of money. I gave an example in the first service. I said, if, if an employee that earns 200K and they, they made sales that month, 500K, what will he say? He say, we, this month, it's a breakthrough. We made it. Because his, his or her thinking has a parameter of 200K. Now, the owner of the business that is paying 10 people, 200K, 300K, 500K, and the business made 500K, that's a very annoying month. We need to, we need to work, guys, because you're not gonna, all of you are not going to be paid this month. So big money is tight and God can't do anything beyond your mind. Even if God gives you a big anointing, you will still go out and do something to the size of your mind. Are you here, somebody? If God gives you a giant anointing, you will still go out and do something to the size of your mind. It's called mindset because it sets your mind. Are you here, somebody? So when you pray in the Holy Ghost, what you do is that you bypass that mind. See 2 Corinthians um, 10. It says, casting down imaginations. Casting down strongholds. Those days when we pray about strongholds, we think it's, there's demonic power in the sky. And we're casting it down. We didn't know that that scripture has nothing to do with demonic power. See it. Casting down what? Imaginations. And what? Every high thing that exalts itself against what? Knowledge of God. And what? 
bringing into captivity what? Every thought. Look at the three things. Imaginations, knowledge, thought. Where do these three things operate from? Your mind. Your mind. And I've been a pastor for 20, over 20 something years. 27, 28 years. And one thing I can tell you for free is that sometimes good preaching, good anointed preaching doesn't change some people's life. I've preached for long enough to know that good preaching, some people's problem, eh, is more than good preaching. You need to bypass their mind because no matter how good the preaching or prayer you do for them is on the surface, their mind will still go and do the wrong thing. You need something that will bypass their own thinking. Are you here, somebody? Every pastor has that member that has been in his church forever and never not changed. We all have it. I preach on marriage everywhere in the world, like you know. I travel extensively all over the world to teach on marriage. But I have people in my own church here that have been members for over 20 years and they still marry rubbish. They are here. They still come and bring Bomboy for me. Part of the mind is Bomboy, a total idiot. They'll bring him. Those kind of people, no amount of good teaching because the teaching is good. But the person's mind is set. Those kind of people, you must pray. You must cast down imaginations. You must take into captivity every thought. If not, they will still come on my rubbish. Are you here, somebody? We don't only teach prosperity here. We live prosperity here. Except you are new. <laughs> it's working, clearly. It's working what? Clearly. But there are people that have been here. They are, they are getting poorer. They are poorer. With all the great teaching. Are you here, somebody? With all the great teaching. So people like that, you must bypass their mind. You can't consult their mind. You can't advise them. You can't advise them. Because when you advise them, they will still bring it to the size of their mind. Are you here, somebody? Is why sometimes I don't, I don't give people, people that ask me for money sometimes, I don't like to give money. Because a lot of times, especially asking for money, money is not their problem. No amount of money will help them. Since they're giving back to me, America has been giving aid to Africa. You don't want to know the amount of billions America gives Africa. Every year, you don't want to hear it. If you hear it, you'll be angry. America gives billions since they're giving back to me. Sir. Till now, nothing has changed. Those countries still need those aid. Because aid doesn't change anybody. It's the mindset. Somebody's basket is leaking. You are giving him more water. That won't help him. Are you here, somebody? Some of those people, their minds need so much work. You need to bypass their mind to save them. Are you here, somebody? Have you noticed most people you give money come back? Has anybody noticed? Or is it really me? Most people you help financially come back. That's the structure. They will come back. So I told them in the first service, <laughs> nowadays I'm even careful about starting new relationships. When I mean new relationships, I mean new dependent relationships. Because I know it's not a one-off. It's never a one-off. Say, Pastor, just help me this time. It's just this time. It's just because there was just, they didn't pay, it just, I'll just, just this once. I'm old enough to know that it's not this once. But most of the things they want to use money for is reoccurrent. Rent is reoccurrent. School fees is reoccurrent. Feeding is reoccurrent. This is never go. It's not one-off. So I have a lot of those relationships in my life. Because maybe these people, I know them. They're my people. So I help from time to time. So I'm, now I'm careful to even start new ones. When somebody comes from the blues, I say, Pastor, you know you're my friend. You're my brother. Can you help me? I said, no. No. Because I know if we start, if we start, it's a courtship. It's a relationship. It will continue. So I said, no, 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 we'll start. <laughs> During the week, one of somebody I've known, known for, for over 20 years. I've seen her, for, I've known her for over 20 years. Not, we're not close. Didn't know her closely. But we're in the same ministry some time ago. And she was one of the people that were ministers there. So she was a blessing. So... Over time, there are times she has come with her kids and family or reached me that they need something, need something. So I've helped a few times here and there. 
you know, and, um, you know, I've come, like I said, I've come to accept some of the relationships I have. I know it's continuous. So till we die, we'll help, help ourselves. So I'm okay with that, you know. I'm just not adding new ones. The old ones, I'm servicing them. Because I know this thing is not, it's not one of So she came recently and said, oh, children need school fees, something. Oh, no problem. I said, send me your account number. No problem. Now, that particular week, that was when we were in Canada. So I was in different time zones. Like I said, we're in 20 airplanes. Canada has so many different time zones in one country. Very annoying. Canada is annoyingly big. Because the weekend before the Canada trip, I was in Kenya. I flew five hours from Lagos to Kenya. I got to Canada. I flew five hours from Canada to Canada. From Toronto to Vancouver, it's five, five hours. Same thing I flew from Nigeria to Kenya. Different time zones. So I was dazed most of the time. Different time zones. Answering chat at all times of the day where I was. So she sent me a message. Oh, I said, okay. Somebody I normally help. I said, okay. Send me your account details. And a few other people also sent me messages for different things they needed. So I just collected all the account numbers and the figures I wanted to give each person. Sent to my account person. Said, please let me send all this money. So my account person replied and said, sir, you don't have money <laughs> to do all these things. I said, how much is in my account? She said, 23,000. 23,000 in my whole account. Ah. I said, okay, because I didn't know how much was in my account. You know, because that, that's how normally how we do it. I said, okay, I said, okay, no problem. And I didn't get back to the people because, number one, I was too busy anyway. And number two, I'm not going about to tell people I don't have money. I just felt money will soon come. So whenever money comes, I will still go ahead and, you know. But I didn't, but I didn't bother to get back to them. <laughs> Let me read the message. The lady sent to me. <laughs> Let me read the message the lady sent to me. <laughs> she said, Pastor, good morning and all that. He said, when you asked me for my account details, were you mocking me? He said, were you mocking me or something? He said, because I don't get it. As if you are now playing me. I'm saying this, listen, listen. I'm saying this, some people at this level, counseling won't help them. You have to bypass their thinking. Usually when people are in some kind of situation long enough, and most time, long time, it's not because God is not faithful. Something is wrong with how they are processing relationships, processing opportunities, and advice or good preaching will help them. I've been a pastor for close to 30 years. I can tell you, some people's case is not preaching that needs to help them. God needs to bypass their mind and get to their spirit or their heart. Their mind, something is wrong with it. Even when God brings good relationships to their life, they will use their hand. So you can't, you can't help them. You can't advise them. Advising that those kind of people are a waste of time. Of course, that's the end of that relation. I don't waste time. I'm trying to reduce the people, so you have already removed yourself. I have no problem there. Some people that are helping you too, they need help. My whole account was 23,000. If not that, uh, there's a way we are standing. I would have also been asking people that, hey, send me something there. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Some people helping you, they're not helping you because they have. They're helping you because they have love for you. So they're stretching themselves. So don't be, don't ever be ungrateful. So, I say same money. So only 5K, that might be all he has. He doesn't owe you. Are you here, somebody? She didn't know that she was not the only one I was sending money to that week. The other people said they are closer to me than her, and none of them followed up after I collected the account number. They are all waiting too. Do you mean I'm waiting? The person promised you to eat is waiting. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's an assumption to assume to just think that the person has plenty of money. Is not he might not have to. He has responsibility. You're not the only person asking him for money. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to say that a lot of times we must bypass your mind. Sometimes your thinking is faulty. And no matter how much you try with this thinking, you will never get results. You will never get results. So praying the Holy Spirit helps you bypass that thinking. He said, we don't know how we should pray for the way we ought to. He said, but the Holy Spirit helps us. So you can pray in the Holy Spirit. There is some information that comes to you. Fear grips you. That's not time to pray in understanding. You pray fear. 
They announced that subsidies removed. Fuel has gone up by three, um, three times the price. I want to pray in English. What are you going to say? Oh God, we are dead. We are dead, Lord. Kill us now. You are going to pray from fear. That's a good time to pray in the Holy Spirit. Whenever they announce such things, the next few words that come out of your mouth are important. Just like in the court of law, in the court of the spirits, it's the same thing. You have a right to remain silent. Or whatever you say can and will be used against you in the court of law. Don't open your mouth and say, this country is dead. That's not the first thing you should say. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Faith will bubble in your heart. Say, building up your most holy faith. You know, Joel chapter 2 and Acts chapter 2 talked about the Holy Spirit. He said, when it comes... The young men shall see vision. Look at this. And it shall come to pass that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Now, you must understand, guys. Before this time, all everybody didn't have access to the spirit. Only the men of God. That's why Nigerians are still running a traditional worship, trado, trado, Christian religion. It's what Nigeria is. But now you're practicing Christianity properly. Because in trado worship, there's one high priest then the rest are uh, subjects that have to consult the high priest. So that was happening in, in Israel. Before now only the prophet and the priest and the king had the spirit of God. Every other person there to consult those guys to hear God. But now there was a promise in Joel chapter 2 that was now fulfilled in Acts chapter 2. And it says in that time I will pour out my spirit upon who? It's everybody we have. Especially every believer. We have access to the Spirit. I'll pour my Spirit upon all flesh. He said, your sons and daughters shall do what? Prophesy. He said, your old men shall do what? Dream dreams. And your young men shall do what? See visions. So now, we don't depend on the man of God to pray for us. Or to hear God for us. That's not Christianity anymore. A pastor's job is not to pray for you or hear God for you. It's not anywhere in the Bible. His job is to equip you to know your father for yourself. Are you here, somebody? A nanny's job is not to be an intermediary between the baby and the, and the parents. It just helps the parents at the, beginning, the baby at the beginning stages because the baby doesn't know itself. But the whole idea is that after a while, you should hand over the baby direct to the parents. The children should be able to talk to their parents. Are you here, somebody? He said, the, one of the benefits of all of us having the Holy Ghost is that now you can see vision. So, when the Holy Spirit came, and it came in manifestation of praying in tongues in Acts chapter 2, when it came, so what happens is that now, they've increased fuel or whatever, and you can't see a physically a way you will make progress, you begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. They say you will see visions, and you will dream dreams. What they mean is that, Inspiration will come to you on what you need to do. When I heard about it, I said, why are people queuing for fuel? Don't queue. That's not the first thing to do. God, I just said, for just queuing. I said, why are you queuing? If you buy this week, you won't buy next week. You won't need next week. What you should be concerned about is that how will I not be affected by this? You should be at home, not on the queue. Because fuel is not your problem. Buying fuel is not what? Not problem. Is how I will never be suppressed and sunk by this, this, this policy. So you should be at home praying in tongues and seeing visions, seeing a pathway. And God is never, um, 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 how will I say it? He, has, he never runs out of ideas how you can prosper. I might not know how you will prosper, but God knows how you should prosper. And He will show you whether you will start a new business, whether you will take your business online. Whatever, he will show you. But he said, praying in tongues is one of the pathways. You are bypassing your mind. Your mind is scared. Your mind is scared. Our food will go up. Transport will go up. Accommodation will go up. Because everything will go up. That's how it works. That's how inflation works. Are you here, somebody? It's going to happen. We can't stop that one. My own concern is how are you praying? Are you praying effectively? Or are you praying out of fear? Don't let this your same mind start praying. What will you pray? 
What will he pray? To be praying amiss. To be shooting amiss. Hallelujah. When I went to Canada, I thought everybody had money in Canada. My brother, they are broke people there. They are put out, they beg you money there. <laughs> are you here, somebody? Oh, but when you pray in the Holy Ghost, confidence rises in you. You prosper in every currency. You are rich no matter where you go. Because the favor of the Lord goes with you. In the name of Jesus. Filled with the Holy Ghost. So how do we get filled with the Holy Spirit? You must understand, praying in tongues is not a language you learn. I've met some people and asked them, Oh, are you filled with the Holy Ghost? You pray in tongues? They say, yes. I say, how many did you get filled with the Holy Ghost? He say, my mother taught me. And no, they don't teach you. You are, it's something that is imparted to you. Alright? It's imparted to you. When, they, when you are full of the Holy Spirit, it begins to overflow. It's like when you fill a cup with water. What happens to the cup? The water begins to what? Pour out. That's what praying in tongues is. When you are full of the Holy Spirit and it begins to overflow, it overflows in tongues, in that language. That's what happens. So let's see a few scriptures. Acts chapter 8, 14 to 17. Acts 8. So look at this. Say now, when the apostles were at Jerusalem, they heard that Samaria had received the word of God. So they went to preach somewhere, and Samaria, the whole city, actually were open to the gospel. They received the word of God. And the moment they received the word of God and became born again, the next thing that the church in Jerusalem, the headquarters did, was that we need to send you people to minister the Holy Spirit to you. Because you can't live in this life without being full of the Holy Ghost. So they sent unto them who? I can't hear you. Who did they send to them? Next verse. He said, who, when they were come down, did what? I can't hear you. Did what? Prayed for them that they might what? So the Holy Ghost. Look at that. They just said, oh, we need to send you these guys. Then come and pray for you to receive the Holy Ghost. Next verse. He said, for as at that time, none of them have received. None of them, have, they were praying with their mind. He said, um, they were only baptized by water, but they were not filled with the Holy Spirit. So the next verse. He says, they did what? I can't hear you. They did what? Laid hands on them, and they did what? Received the Holy Ghost. That's how we are, that's how you see the Holy Ghost. By laying on the of us, or sometimes you can be on your own or in a prayer meeting, and like in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Ghost comes and fills the place. But it's not a language you learn. Okay? Very important. He said, they and they all received the Holy Ghost. Is that verse 16? That's where it stops, yeah? That's where it stops. He said, they received the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. See, Acts chapter 9, even Apostle Paul, when he was still Saul, Jesus met him on the way, and he, be, he, he just talked to him, and he became blind, and he was in the house for three days and three nights, not eating, not doing anything, just praying. In understanding. And God, Jesus appeared to another disciple called Ananias and said, go to so-and-so place. There's a guy called Paul there or Saul there. Go and pray for him. His eyes will be open and it will be full of the Holy Spirit. Thank God for disciples that are grown. Not the Nigerian Christians of today that can't pray. Somebody must always pray for them. <laughs> you won't walk in victory by somebody praying for you. Are you here, somebody? A good trainer will train with you. He won't train for you. Imagine if you hire a gym instructor and he's doing exercise and you are losing weight. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? But it never happens anywhere. He can do it with you so that you will learn how to motivate you. But you must what? Do it. But Nigerian Christians don't want that. Somebody's praying for you. It doesn't work like that. The day, you, the day of challenge, you can't reach that person. You must be able to pray for yourself. And we're doing prayers all through this month. We're not praying for you. We're praying so that you will learn how to pray. I need you to know how to pray. So that you, you, anyway, you'll be useful to yourself and to your family. Anywhere you are. Not that you're head of the home. Probably you come to you and say, who has pastor's number? That's your solution. Then I'm in Canada. Sleeping at 2 a.m. my time. Then you're calling me. You say he didn't pick. Of course he won't pick. Even if I pick, I just look up from dream. You don't even know the dream I'm dreaming. <clears throat> they might be chasing me in the dream. You now wake me. I will first bind you because I think you are the one chasing me. He says, Ananias went his way, entered into the house, and putting his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto you on the way, as thou comest, have sent me, that thou mightest do what? Receive thy sight, and be what? Filled with the Holy Ghost. So this is how Paul himself got filled with the Holy Spirit. 
they prayed for him. And there are many, many more instances. The point is that they need to pray for you. It's imparted to you. But you need to pray in the Holy Spirit. Oh, man. In the times we are in, it's one of the most effective tools you need as a believer. I, I, I give you a 100% guarantee, sir. I give you, no matter, see, no matter who you are here, and no matter how broke or tough things are for you, I'm giving you a 100% guarantee. Join the one-month prayer we're doing this month and pray in the Holy Spirit. Join. Pray in the Holy Spirit. It's impossible for you not to have, begin to see a way forward from your life. It's impossible. It's the main benefit of praying in tongues. You will see visions. And you will dream dreams. You will start dreaming beyond Nigeria. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't go and join for a queue. Don't do that. Yes, I know some of you need fuel. Look for a way to get fuel, but that should not be your, your task. Nigerians, we, we like scarcity. They never even finish announce the thing. Queue everywhere. Are you not going to need fuel next week? Is what I want to know. Is it once and for all we buy this fuel matter? Or is it that you're going to do this again next week? Then go and sit at home and think long term. How will you overcome this challenge long term? Who tries to be buying fuel today? Tomorrow, oh, 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 yeah, I bought one cake. Congratulations. We'll give you a word. We'll give you a word. Are you here, somebody? Pray in the Holy Ghost. There's more problem than fuel coming. I need you to be mature and strong to know your way around the things of the Spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't go to your house and announce fear. They've announced the Moses. You to go to your house. You call your father, everybody in the house. You put have head, oh. Things are going to be hard in this house now. Everybody now begin to manage that. You to pronounce fear on the house. That's when to, to go and pray in tongues and come and declare what God told you in prayer. Are you here, somebody? Say, so nobody will sink here. Our standard of living will not drop. In fact, this will be the time we will prosper like never before. You see, you can't have that confidence if you have not heard from God. You can't consult your mind. If you consult your mind, your mind will do the calculation for you. This is how much you earn. This is how much you do. This is how much you do. If you fall three times the price, it means food will go up. Rent will go up. Please will go up. So we are dead. Summary. We are all dead. <laughs> Pray in the Holy Ghost. There is no limit when you switch to the Spirit. There is what? No limit. When you switch to the Spirit. Mandaya. Lebra dasaka de kola. Rita bola dasaka de kurada. Jata balasata. Yikabora dasetea. Ruta balakisa talaba. Yando sakadalikada. I dare you. Join the one month prayer today. Join. We pray in the morning, 6 a.m., 6 p.m., and there's also a 10 p.m. prayer. So whichever one works. If you can join the three, good. If you can join only one, good. But hey, pray along with other believers. We're not praying for you. It's not a Christian practice. For somebody, to, his job is to assign to be praying for you. There's no, there's no such assignment. He said, men ought always to pray. Everybody has to pray. Are you getting what I'm saying? No matter how much I love you, I can't follow you everywhere. If somebody gets what I'm saying. Nobody's hired to hear God for you or pray for you. Many people don't want to grow. It all depends on somebody. You won't walk in victory. You will not walk. You don't, you don't live in victory by somebody's prayer. Live in victory by you knowing how to pray for yourself. That's the only way it works. So please join. Hallelujah. Can we rise to our feet? Join. And pray in the Holy Spirit. Let's just pray in the Spirit for one minute. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh man. Faith just begins to rise inside you. Masata kaladaya. Ikato sakababrata sata kalabaya. Rito sata kliado sakabaya kadaya. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Makasata kiliado sata. Risato brata sata kilabarota sita. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Ikandararabas. Iketelia mando sokabaya, rata bala kasata lagabos, 
Rata sata lalaba mabrada sata Ikapabo rata sata laba Yamanta rata sata lalaba Ikapabo rata sata lalaba Oh Mahalaya Shikadaraba mabrada sata Ikele burata bala sata lalaba Ikatarata sota mande de 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 Leka burata satela moka taya Eh Sabaradahaya Samadahaya Lendora balaka satalaka barada Ya barada satalaka babrada sata Build up yourself, build up yourself, build up yourself Maanda yakada 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 Ekolababa brada sata regada sata Yagaba brada sata ragaba brada sata Ikaporata sata ikaporata sata Eh makoraba yakada Yekapabarada sata Yakapabrada sata Yakababrada sata Yakababrada sata Yakababrada sata Yakababrada sata Litonda yakada 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 Oh Shadabarada sata Ekapabarata sata lalakaba In the name of Jesus Oh man If you are here and you don't pray in tongues I kid you not, you are missing I'm not just saying it for saying sick You are missing, you are going to have to consult your mind your mind is limited. It's limited. Doesn't know what to pray for. Doesn't know what to pray for. He just does guesswork. Guesswork. Oh God, bless me. That's a random prayer. That's not, that's baby Christian. He says he will pour out the spirit upon all flesh. No pastor's prayer is more powerful than your own. He said he will pour out the spirit upon how many flesh? All flesh. He said, Are we arm every believer? With the Holy Ghost. Every believer will be armed. All flesh. It doesn't even matter your age. Somebody say, hey, you know, we are old now. No, you still need the Holy Ghost. My mother prays in tongues. She's about 80 years old. She prays in tongues, my mother. No, you can't be too old to pray in tongues. You need it. He said, but pastor, we, we, are, we are Catholic. You can't be more Catholic than Mary. Mary prayed in tongues. Mary prayed in tongues. Mary was in the upper room when they gathered and when the Holy Ghost came for the first time. And they said all of them were filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues. You can't be more Catholic than Mary. Mary prayed in tongues. Are you getting what I'm saying? You must be. If Paul, after they converted him, Jesus, I mean Paul is one of the only people that is Jesus and led him to Christ personally. Every other person, another person, Jesus led Paul to Christ personally. But the first thing they had to go and do for Paul was to get him full of the Holy Ghost. They sent on that apostle to go there, go and pray for him. He can't start anything until he's full of the Holy Ghost. So you can't be here and uh, you still pray, Our Father, which art in heaven. <laughs> Subsidy will sink you if you are still praying those kind of prayer. You, you, you need something that can move things. Something bigger than your realm of knowledge. Shakataya. Lebrata sata. I want to pray. I want us to pray for anybody here today that is not yet full of the Holy Spirit. Don't pray in tongues yet. I would like us to pray with you. You saw the scriptures we read. We are going to lay hands on you like they did it. It will flow from your spirit. If you are here in the service and you have faith in your heart that we pray for you today, you'll be full of the Holy Spirit. Please come to the front. Let's pray. Come, come to the front. I'm going to pray with you. You have faith that if they lay hands on me like they did in the Bible, me too, I will be full of the Holy Spirit. I'll be able to overcome the challenges of life. I'll bypass my negative thinking, my small thinking, my fearful thinking, my limited thinking. Please come, come to the front. If you have faith in your heart today, that we pray for you. If it doesn't matter your age, you are not too young. You are not too old. Mahandaya. And don't say, oh, pastor, I'm not perfect. I'm struggling with sin. You are the exact person that needs the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is not for perfect Christians. 
The Holy Ghost is the person that perfects us. He's called the Holy Spirit because he helps us to live a holy life. So if you are still saying, oh, I struggle with cigarettes, I struggle with drinking, you are the person that should come. You are the one that should come. Thank you, Jesus. Alright. If you are coming, still come. It's very simple. I'm going to pray for you. Just one or two minutes. Please look at me. Everybody in front, look at me. Please take note. What you are going to be saying is not coming from your head. You are not memorizing it. It's coming from your heart. You will sense it coming. Once it comes, you need to open your mouth. It's not going to force you. You will open your mouth and speak. But it will flow from here. Once we pray for you, you will be full of the Holy Spirit. There will be an overflowing. You will see it. You will feel it coming. Just open your mouth and speak. It might be one syllable that will come, but just be saying it. It will flow like that. It's very, very easy. Alright? Very simple. And when we start praying, release yourself. Don't think too much. Don't be stiff. Free yourself in God's presence. The Holy Ghost will take over. Lift your hand wherever you are. Father, I pray for these people. They've come. You said those that hunger and thirst shall be filled. As they've come and they hunger for your spirit, I ask this morning that they all be filled with the Holy Ghost. With the manifestation of speaking tongues. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Amen. So the ministers will pray for you now. The rest of you, please, in, in the crowd, please pray in the Holy Ghost. The ministers will lay hands on you as they lay hands on you to flow. It will flow. Go ahead, everybody. Those of you that already can pray in tongues, pray in tongues. Receive. Shaka da ya da ka ba brada ba ka sata. Ye ka ba brada ba sata ra ra ba 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 ba